The opinions expressed on the radio program by the hosts, co-hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions and responsibility of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Genesis Radio, www.genesisradio.com, Genesis Radio's owners, management, or affiliates. I'm Mike. I'm Diane. And this is the Hustle Hour. And we are back in the studio at Genesis Radio. We're here with Terry, the producer. And we are here with Dee on the camera, uh, behind the camera. So thank you very much. We are we are Mike and we are Diane and we are back in the studio. So today um, I picked this song called Power because I want to talk about power. Um, power of the mind, pot, power of the body, um, power of your life. Um, you know, power is something that if you do have it and you will and power um what, what i'm trying to say is power comes with the responsibility and that responsibility is to know that you do have the power know when to use it and know when not to use it yeah of course you know it you feel it um 
you can summon it, but it doesn't always mean that you wield it. So it always depends on every moment, every person, every situation. You know, you kind of have to be easy. Right, so uh, there's a couple different versions of power. And uh, one is power of the mind. You know, the power of your mind is its own organ. Power of your mind, the thoughts that go through your mind. The words that you are saying to yourself. Are you giving yourself information that makes you powerful? Or are you giving yourself and feeding your, your mind things that make you not powerful? Yeah, I do my absolute best to talk to myself in a really nice and positive way because it's so easy to veer off course and say, you know, not the best things. So I definitely try to conquer that. Right. And um, talking to yourself um, and empowering yourself throughout the day is what you should be constantly doing um, because empowering yourself um, you will feel and you will you, you'll just it's something that you should um, be doing to get through your day through the hustle through everything that you're doing yeah I'm constantly talking to myself and I feel like it's always um, a conversation where I'm trying to think about the outcome of a situation I kind of try to think of every single way that a a certain moment could go and try my best to pick the one that I think is the way it needs to be. Yeah. So um, a situation that happened this week is, uh, well, actually last week I decided that, um, so everybody knows my journey of running and it's been teaching me different things throughout my life and different things about myself. And uh, the journey of learning about yourself um, as you get older is it's, it's wild. And, you know, it's, I document it um, through here and I document it in my journal and it's something that I'm constantly doing. So, so last Friday I got up, um, I, I decided that night that I was going to run 10 miles the next day and, you know, 10 miles to me, 10 miles to other people and 10 miles that run all the time is something that, you know, maybe it isn't so much for them, but it's for so me, much. but for me, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I started running three months ago and I could barely run a mile. And on Friday, I did 10 miles, and I and I ran for one hour and 55 minutes straight. Um, and I got there four. Uh, I woke up at four in the morning, and I went and ran at 5:02 at the gym. Um, I was the second person in the gym, and I ran for one hour and 55 minutes. And through that hour and 55 minutes, it taught me so much about myself and who I am and how I talk to myself and what I'm constantly saying to myself. When things get hard, I know what I'm going to say to myself. When things get hard, I know the obstacles that are going to be in front of me. Um, and I, th I think it's really important to put ourselves in positions of where we have to be strong, we have to be powerful so we can see how we react and see what we have to overcome in our life. Because what these things do to us is it, it, it strains and it works out our muscle our brain, you know, um, and it's constantly when you put yourself through a strenuous situation on purpose, you have to talk to yourself a certain way and, and you have to get over certain things. So when I talk about not quitting and not giving up, all of those things have to come in play when you, you put yourself in the most strenuous situations. So getting out of that, uh, for me was to finish the 10 miles. Um, you know, going through that and learning that, you know, at halfway, I, I ran for one hour. Um, so I ran for, for two hours total, but at, 
my halfway point at one hour, you know, I wanted to quit and I was talking myself into actually quitting. And I was, I was talking to myself the way that, um, somebody who really wanted to quit, um, and it almost worked, you know, that version of me almost worked, but I feel like the hustle hour and I feel like the way that I live in my, my, my journal, what I write in there every single day, all the videos that I watch, all the articles that I read that are super positive. And, you know, I believe that version, uh, murdered that, that loser version of myself that day when I wanted to quit at one, one hour. Um, and I ran for another 55 minutes after that. And I finished the 10 miles and at, you just go through so many things when you're when you're running 10 miles it teaches you so much about life and i don't think it just has to be running i think it has to just be doing you know constantly not living in that comfort zone of your life and constantly pushing yourself to you know maximize your your level of your your brain well that's what you were saying like it's so the reason why exercise is so healthy for you because it, obviously it's good for your body but it's like a mind body soul thing and how you were saying it like puts calluses on your mind like on those thoughts that are negative or those thoughts that you know, it just I kind see what of you did there. What? That's what you said, isn't it? No, I know. I did say that. I was just saying I see what you did there. Well, I liked it. I don't know what you mean. Because you repeated what I said. You repeat what I say a lot. That's what I said. I saw what you did there. Well, I just thought that you forgot to mention it. No, but yes, it does put calluses on your your brain. But keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying, because obviously, you know, if you want to elaborate. <laughs> like. <laughs> so last show um, that we did, I, I told a story. Um, we didn't post it, but I said every part that she usually says. Um, I'm a ghostwriter in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, please continue. Well, no, I was just saying when you got done with that and we were talking about your run and all those things and those different thoughts that were coming through your mind, if you, when you do run again and it's kind of just like any callus, anything where there's friction and it's over and over and over again, eventually it wears and it's not as hard and it's not as difficult because your body gets used to it just the way your mind gets used to it and it's no longer something that weighs so heavy on you. Right. And at eight miles, when I was running this, um, 10 miles, at eight miles, I, I felt a pain go through the back of my knee to the front of my knee, like, like someone was standing behind me and stuck a knife in the back of my knee at eight miles. And I, I, I can't even tell you the excruciating pain because I'm, I can, I'm continuing to run. I didn't just stop cause I got the pain. Um, and this pain was straight through like a knife. And since my knee was in pain, I started running weird on my left leg, which then made my left hip hurt. So then I'm trying to compensate for my knee on my right leg and my hip on my left side. So then my foot started hurting on my right foot. And there was only one thing to do in this moment. And that thing was to turn the speed up on the treadmill right. and get to 10 miles as fast as possible. There was nothing else. And there was nothing else I could do. So I had to then sprint the last two miles of my 10 miles because I was in so much pain and there was no way, no way I was going to quit because I was only, I was only at eight miles. I needed to do it two more miles. So for me, the answer was to sprint to 10 miles and get it done. And I did. Oof. And you're still recovering, aren't you? 
I'm still <laughs> recovering, but I did three miles today and it was difficult, but uh, you know, I did 10 on Friday. So what's three? You would just think like after you do 10 and you do three, that's just like taking a stroll. Right. You would think that. So that's exactly what I think, you know, um, as I was running, you know, it just, obviously it doesn't make you think it, um, as you're running or maybe it does and not even right after, but as I was going through my week, it, it was just that run taught me so many lessons. Um, and, it, and I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm taking these lessons that I'm learning in the gym and I'm putting over, putting them over into my life. And, you know, you know, when you're going through something in life and it starts to get hard, you know, we're not on a treadmill and we can't look to see how far we've gone, um, we can on the treadmill. We could see how far I, I I could see on the clock that I had one hour left. I could see on the on the on the treadmill the information that it was giving me is that you know I had two miles left at eight miles. You know, so you knew you were at the end. But in life, there is nothing to look at to see where you are in the process. Um, you don't know if you're halfway. You don't know if you have an hour left. You don't know if you have two miles left. Um, but just know through the process, you're going to be, it's going to get hard. You know, I don't know if, if, you know, my big goals and dreams in life, I don't know what part of the process I'm in. I don't know if I'm halfway at that hour or I'm at that eight miles with, with the pain, the knee pain and the hip pain. So, you know, for me to quit now and not sprint to, to the, to, to the 10 miles in my actual life is something that I am not willing to give up by quitting. So by quitting, I would I would have stopped at eight miles and not have the story for you at, for to tell you that I did ten miles. And I'm not going to quit in my real life and not be able to tell tell you what the outcome is. You know, you just happen to be listening to this show um, right now, and and I'm at this part of the process in my life. But when I get to the ten miles or the finish line, which you know, um, there'll be another race right after that. But once I get to that finish line of where I'm going, you know, that's when you'll find out. But in life, we have nothing to to look at. We have no data to look at. We just have our life. So we have to keep our mind right through those times to get us through, you know, um, that timeline, that that 10 miles of life. And we, we need to start understanding that, you know, you just got you got to keep pushing through and you cannot quit you could take a break you could do you know you could even you could think about quitting you could talk about quitting but as long as you don't quit you actually um will you will regret it if you quit you know you will regret it if you quit you'll always think about it you'll always think about it because you could what would have happened you know i i never want to think what could have been i want to just get there you know and i want to get there no matter what and nothing can stop me and nothing will stop me. And it's almost as if like you are, like the pace is like the progress, it's the pro like the process of everything that you're going through. Like you want, you want to get there and you're going to pace yourself. You have to pace yourself almost if you want to get to that ultimate goal. But even so, like you sped along as soon as you got to like close to the finish line, even though you were falling apart. And I feel like, you know, we don't know where that finish line is in life. You know, we don't know where that finish line is. So you got to keep a good pace. You you know, life is not a sprint. You can sprint when you see small goals. You can sprint to them. But in life, you have to pace yourself. And you have to forgive yourself and understand that you're going to make mistakes. You have to... That's why you have to be good to yourself. Because in the, in the times when you need yourself most, all of those other times that you were talking good to yourself... That's when it's going to mean the most, when you really need yourself. 
So pace yourself throughout life. Pace yourself in your business. Pace yourself in school. Pace yourself with your goals. Give yourself a chance. Right. It. Not everything is always going to have that finish line that I'm done, I'm ready. Because as soon as you're there, like you said, there's another race, there's another project, there's another, there's something else to do. So it's catch your breath, get it together, and just, you're going to do it all over again. Right. <laughs> right. It's even when you're, as I'm speeding to my mini goal, you know, it's kind of like you sprint there, but you also have to get, you know, get it together. You can't sprint the whole way. Right, because go on a treadmill and try to sprint the 10 miles, you know? You have to start somewhere. You have to understand that when you start somewhere, you're going to be slow at it, no matter what it is. It's just knowing that you're going to get there in the end. It's knowing, not thinking, not feeling. It's knowing you're going to reach it. It's just the way you're going to get there is the unknown. But you have to know you're going to get there. Right. And you have to do things on the side to make yourself better at what you're doing. So, for example, I work out legs on on Mondays at a place called Transform PT. I have a trainer, Scott, who is a professional in building legs and understanding muscles in the legs and understanding how I need to work out my legs to become a better runner because my goals are to run more. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I do all of these exercises and put myself through this crazy leg workout, doing all these crazy things that I have no idea how to do <laughs> so I can become a better runner. I can also translate that to real life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not trying to to be the best at what you do you can't just show up to the games you have to practice and you have to practice and make the mistakes in practice so you understand how the game is going to go you need to plan your best plan so because even when you get to the final destination to put your plan in place your plan is going to change nothing is going to stay the same nothing is going to be of what you thought but going in with no plan is not the way to do it and there are just so many things that you think are are common and there is just an amount of effort that most people don't put in and you would think oh of course they know that but there is just some like self-education some research some knowing yourself some just putting yourself out there that a lot of people don't do and that's why they fall short because they just stop learning and they right. go in whether that's because they think there's nothing to learn or they're the other side of it and they are just think that they're there to learn from the people around them. But a lot of times there's so much information that you can gather from so many different sources. You, it's, it's foolish not to know what you're walking into and not to be ahead and have something that makes you stand out. And you know, as when I was younger, um, the way that I, you know, I, I, when I was younger, I had this uh, so much confidence that I was cocky when you're cocky, you have a huge ego, right? And I had that ego for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, Terry, this is going like back and forth really bad. <laughs> it is. I think it's okay. So when I was younger, I had a huge ego. And um, when you have an ego, and I've had, I had it 
for a very long time, and I had it um, pre-COVID, that I had this this huge ego about myself um, and about what I can accomplish and who I am and all this kind of stuff. And, and that just comes from me trying to just push through this business world and trying to become something and, you know, Because there are instances where you need your ego, you know, to push forward, especially in those tough situations, because sometimes there's no one there to stroke your ego by yourself. So to move up forward and ahead, it's there for a reason. Obviously, there are times when you want to be in control of that, but not the ego controlling you. You know, and I and I also think for a lot of guys, which it's in my case, I could talk um, personally on this, that ego is the, the reason I had such a big ego for such a long time is because I was scared. And when you're scared, you get this, you know, you, you have a bigger ego because you are just, you know, for me, it was I had a bigger ego because I was scared. I didn't want to lose my business. I wanted to be the businessman, be the b- best. So I had to kind of act it, talk it. You know, and when you're that version of yourself, you know, you do get yourself as far as possible. But there comes to a point where, um, you know, I lost my ego. You know, I I am um, I lost my um, not saying that I I don't still have one deep down inside. But I think just from growth and learning more about yourself, your surroundings, your business, what you're doing, you no longer have to rely on your ego as heavily as you do your other parts of your brain. Right. But and, and I'm getting to a point that, you know your pride and your ego, there's another, um, what I see people and what, what was my downfall is when I was a younger businessman is I, I could have been a lot further in my life if I didn't have that ego, but I needed it at the time to get me through it. But because what happens when you have that ego and what happened with me was I was, I never listened. I never listened to anybody because my ego took over and said, no, you know, you know, best, you know, best, you know, best, you know, best. And that's all that I would say to myself. And, you know, it, it wasn't even a, oh, you know, best, Mike. It was a, you know, <laughs> you know, best, nobody could tell you nothing. You know right. what I mean? Kind of attitude. And that's who I was, you know, and as you get older and as you go through things, those hardships like COVID for the restaurant business was super hard. Um, it was, you know, the hardest point in my business career was COVID. And through that experience, you, you know, you, I, I say I got humbled. And when I, what that means is I lost my ego and I lost my pride, you know, and, and I had to get through life differently. My ego and my pride and all that stuff didn't matter anymore because I was told to shut down, you know, and there's nothing, you're not in, when you're not in control and you cannot control a situation, you know, um, all of those years previous, I was able to control my outcome because I did have that ego and it was all up to me. But when someone, the government tells you, you have to close down and you can't have your business anymore and it shuts the business, you're, you know, one of your business's doors and, you know, and, and we were put in the position that we were put in, you know, all, I had to lose all of that. And what did I have to do? I had to listen to people who are my mentors that have been through similar situations. And I had to learn that way. So when you have to learn that way, when you're forced to listen and then you learn so much, you know, um, you, you, that's when you grow and you learn that, you know, you don't, you don't need that to be that person anymore. You can actually be a listener. And nothing And nothing is like rebuilding when you are rebuilding yourself, your business, whatever it is that you're doing that you have to do again. You start at a different, you have a different starting point in that whole scenario. So 
and it's both good and bad because you just know what you lost, but at the same time, you know what you have to do. Right. You know, um, we've worked so hard in, in our businesses, um, and there has been times that we have gone through very comfortable times where me and you um, went through where, where we were thinking, you know, we could live this life of, of comfort because we worked so hard on the business. You get to a certain point that you plateau and that plateau is the comfort area. Mm -hmm. And we've been in areas where, you know, we've been there. We've been there where we could just say, okay, you know, like let's just run the business and, and just live comfortably, you know, like that. And, and we have both decided at the same time, almost all the time that we're not going to live like that. We're going to stir things up. We're going to grow our company. We're going to, you know, how much cash do we have? Let's put it into another part of our business or let's grow our business. Let's make ourselves uncomfortable to be able to grow. Right. It is because it's it's us. You know, it's me and you. So for us to be able to do something and agree on it, we're 100 percent going to do it. There's no question about that. So if we're both in on something, it's going to take all of our effort, passion and work to get it done. But as soon as you make that choice, you make that choice. And again, like I just know that that's just how it's going to plan out. Right. If we're going to open something else up, like I know that that's going to happen. If we say it's going to be 10, I know that's what the number will be. Right. You know, I don't know how long it's going to take me there, but I absolutely know that I'll be there. It's right. You know, a lot of the times with, um, A lot of the times I was just thinking because, you know, I was just going back to because you talked about um, that you learn and people stop learning and you always have to learn because we were talking about how yes. you have to do things on the side to to be better at your, your regular goal. Right. Right. So, and, and like like me, I went to the gym and, and all that. And it took me a really long time in my life to understand that I have to learn on the side from other people. And that's the point I'm trying to make yeah. is that your my ego got rid of all that. So I was able to actually elevate and push myself further forward because I, I realized that by listening to people and having a team of people around me that are better and that are going to help me get – I could get to my goal faster. I don't have to do this by your – by myself, I can say, hey, my team, I'm just going to make my team around me the best team I possibly can have. So that pushes us all forward because as a team, you know, you don't see Navy SEALs and and the Rangers. They don't do it by having one Navy SEAL. They do it by having a team. You know, the, the, the team that succeeds through um, the training that week, that, that two weeks is – is the team of Navy SEALs that they work with the whole entire time because a team is so important to have. Of course, your team is everything. I always um, I always put forth like great effort when it comes to anything I'm doing and I want I like I like to know things. I like to know as much as I can, but I also know I don't know everything. So I'm always very open to the people around me. I wanna know what their experience is like. I wanna know what they've heard or what they've read. So I feel like I'm always very open to things like that. But at the same time, I will get asked something as simple as like, how do you know that? Or how did you learn something like that? And it really is as simple as just putting in 
a little bit of effort into the thing that you're passionate about to read up on it, watch some videos, uh, Google some questions. Like it really is sometimes the most basic of things that just lead to so much more because that one thing could lead to an article or a whole book or a whole like series of things that you watch. So I feel like it's just putting forth effort and it makes such a difference in anything that you do because how are you going to stand out or move ahead if you're a product of your experiences if you don't put more effort because time is experience. So right. if you're not going to put in time on yourself and doing that kind of work because no one else can teach you something when once you're out of school and you're done, that's on you. Right. You know, so um, I've really been focusing on lately, um, not, you know, like we, we say as people, and I know I do it myself, is I say a lot of general statements, you know, and the definitions and, and how that applies to life is really what I've been diving into lately. And I've been paying attention to what I'm actually saying and what are the definitions of what I'm saying. So mm -hmm. I've really been looking at myself a lot lately because, you know, I'm 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 fixing, not fixing myself, but I am, uh, you know, my health, my mind. I'm really, really, really You're focusing polishing. on it. You're polishing yourself. Yes. And I and I want to be the best version of myself. So I'm doing all of the things that um, the principles to do that. Um, and one of the things that I, I find very helpful to me is defining what I'm saying. So defining what I'm saying, what does that mean? Um, it's defining all the general statements that I that I say on a daily basis of, of what that actually means. Like, uh, you know, if I was to say the word hustle or I was to say the word, um, you know, power or, uh, you know, just anything that I'm saying throughout the day. Like, what does that actually mean? How do I apply that to my life? And I really um, have been focusing on that. And I find it really like eye-opening on, you know, how, who I really am and how I actually live. And like I do everything that I do say on this show, I'm, I live it 24-7. Every second of the day I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about, what I'm talking about with myself, defining exactly who I am and defining the words that I'm saying. Right, because everyone can say generalized words and statements, but once you define them and let somebody, even when you're talking to someone, like, and kind of follow up with what exactly you mean, just because everyone's definition of hustle is going to be different, even if it's only slightly. It's not going to be exactly yours. It's going to be what theirs are and what it means to them and their lifestyle and adding something to their job, adding another job or going to the gym once or twice. Like everyone works in a different capacity. So I feel like when you're hustling, everyone is going to be different when they're doing it. You may add one thing to your life and that, you know, it might not be a lot for someone to add a gym session, but if they went twice, it would be super hustle for them. Right. And, and I don't even mean just the word hustle. I mean, every part of every sentence I've been saying, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it later about what I said and, and I'm defining it for myself and, and what it means. And it's like, it's, it's, um, it's just, it's a different way to, to think about, cause you actually think about your words. You're thinking about what uh, you're actually saying and what does it mean to say what I'm saying, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's just, it's, it's just something we usually just throw out words and we just say what we, we want. But like, if you start thinking about it and defining what you're saying, it just, it, it really just changes the way that you are, you know, living. I, yeah, for sure. I've, I feel like I grew up being very careful with my word choice in that I wanted to be very specific when I would say things and I wanted to be um, clear. And I also was always very 
always about like defining. I just think I love like words and like I love to read. So I'm always very all about that yeah. and speaking like that. And then I heard this cool thing the other day. Um, it said that most people, you know, live in a comfort zone and most people don't push themselves and only about, you know, um, when someone does push themselves, they only go to 10 to 20 percent maximum of pushing themselves. But the people who really push themselves a lot, most people quit. They did a study and 40 percent when you get when you hit 40 percent of what you're pushing for, that's when most people quit at 40 percent. Um, and to get through that 40% on the other side of that 40% is what you're working for. And most people quit at 40% of their potential. And just past that, I'm saying it twice because I, I have to hear it again. Just past that 40% is your goals, your dreams. Everything is beyond 40%, but most of us quit at 40%. So we just have to push ourselves more than 40%. So when things get the hardest, when things are the hardest and you want to quit and you want to be done and, and it's, it's, you got that pain in your, in your knee, you know, 40% is when people quit. And if you just push yourself past that and you 50, 60, 70%, that's when you're going to start seeing the fruits of your labor. Right. And the changes that you want to see, because you're not going to see them if you're staying at 40%. Right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, I've also heard that this week and it's really changing the way that I'm thinking as well, um, because, you know, it, what is what does that actually mean? What does that mean to push yourself to 40 percent? And when people quit, why are they quitting? Why? Because to do something 40 percent, it, it that's hard to do. But to push themselves even further and go further and and not quit. And that's where all of this means something. You know, you can't just listen to me. You have to live it. You can't just live off of of uh, smoke and just fumes. You have to actually put yourself through difficult situations. You have to actually get up and go to the gym. You have to take cold showers and do all these crazy things that they say because it challenges the way that you are. Nobody gets up and wants to take a cold shower. You know, I have done it for both, uh, all three of my, my long runs. I've gotten up at four in the morning and I've taken a cold ass shower. And let me tell you something. I don't, there's no way to describe what it does to you. It's a challenge to do it. So you're already starting the day with a challenge. And once you do it, you get out and you feel great. And you're only cold for just when you're in the shower. And then you get out and you feel like this. You just feel liberated. You feel like you already accomplished something. You've already started your day with accomplishing. So your brain has already gone through a difficult situation that you've conquered. Right? And then you go to the gym. You run 10 miles. Two that's two hours of running. You conquer that. I did all of that before eight o'clock in the morning. Now, does the cold shower, was it easier the third time versus the first time? Or did so it feel the same? I dread it. I dread it every time I do it. And it's not fun. And even when I touch the water, I don't want to be in there. But you have to put yourself in a Zen mode and breathe. It's breathe because what is going to happen is it takes your breath away. Cold water takes your breath away. And that's the biggest thing that everybody talks about is it's hard to breathe in cold water. So people do ice plunges and they go in ice baths and they do everything and they say that it, the hardest thing is to breathe. So you jump in, you can't breathe. You have to take deep breaths and breathe and think about breathing. And when you control your breathing, you're already in five, 10 seconds, you know, and all you're doing this for 45 seconds to a minute. That's it. I guess that makes sense. You're training your body. 
to like accept that, be used to that, and like yes, recognize it. So they say it's super healthy. Blood goes to your, you know, to your heart, and it, it's just it gets your blood pumping in the morning, and it just wakes you up, and it gives you mental foc uh, focus, and and you're just ready for the day. And I can't say it doesn't work because I ran all of my long miles runs on those days. So it didn't get easier. It felt the same. It does not get easier. <laughs> it's miserable. It actually gets worse because you know what it's going to feel like. So that's where it's at. Right, right. You know? And you try to cheat in a shower. You try to make it not as cold. But you know about that. So right. you're cheating yourself. Why go in Luke cold when it could be freezing? Just make it as cold as possible. You know, but I eventually want to get a, an, an ice bath and, and jump in every day. You know, like I'm going full force into this. Feel it's like wild. That's like a reset but, for your. But system. what I'm saying is, you have to constantly do things like this in your physical life to make yourself healthy. But you also have to do this in your real life. You know, so many people. I'm watching so many people. They, you shouldn't just be going to work and going home. You shouldn't be doing that when you're young and able. Mm -hmm. When you're young and able. Just know that when you get older, you're going to wish you did certain things to put yourself in another position. So you have to talk to that older self and, and just keep telling, I'm working for you. I'm working for you. I'm working for you. You know, because when you're older, you're going to say, thank you, young self. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you want to be thanking yourself when you get older. Right. So people should not be going home from work and going on the couch and Netflix and, and, and doing all that stuff when they're young and able. Where you become a champion is when you go home and you work on something on the side for yourself, a side hustle. You need that regular money coming in. You have to, if you have different avenues of money coming in and one is a job, that's okay. You you do the job, you know, to get that money flow for a certain amount of time until your, your side hustles take over that income. And that's when you leave that job. But you that's how you work your way out of it. So many of us just let ourselves have a job for their whole lives and we don't do that side hustle. We don't push ourselves to make ourselves uncomfortable. If you push yourself uncomfortably for five years straight, every day, work hard on something, you're not gonna need that job anymore. You're not gonna have to work for somebody else. Right. It's just, there is like a space now that, and that's not for everybody, but like that you don't, there's like not, to not do things you don't wanna do. It's so easy to not wanna put yourself in uncomfortable situations, but without a goal or anything to f like fuel you and push you towards something, it's all so pointless. Right. You know, it's pointless to not, even though it's okay if it's hard, it's om you just know that there's so much more that's gonna come out of there once you do conquer something like that. Even though in that moment you can't really feel it or know it, but you, it's there. Right. So we should all put ourselves in uncomfortable situations in life um, to either make money, to push our health. But, uh, you know, if now I'm I'm not talking to the people who are comfortable and they are happy being comfortable where they're at. Like, I would never look at somebody and say, you know, um, you shouldn't live like that. I'm not that kind of person. I'm the kind of person who is listening and wants to say, how do I change? Right. You know, that wants the advice from me, that wants to listen to something like this and wants to uh, grow as a person, either in their health. If it, like today, I went and I looked in the mirror, you know, at myself. And, uh, you know, of course, I, I, love, I love the progress I'm having. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk really good to myself. But, you know, 
I still have the love handles that I want to get rid of, <laughs> you know? So as good as I talk to myself, I still, I, I still tell myself like, Hey, you got, you got work to do. Right. You know, we still got work to do. Right. Um, but you know, I, and I know that, but you know, like if you want to change something, all you have to do is change your mind, change your mind to change something in your life. Well, yeah, just the way I feel like there was so much you worked up to, to get to your eight miles with, you know, you were eating right and you went to bed, you went to sleep early and you did, I feel like there was so much that was going on that prepared you. And then I feel like for 10 miles, you decided and told yourself that you're going to do 10 miles tomorrow and you just did. And that's such a mind over like matter thing. So the eight miles that I did, I psyched myself out for one week. Yeah. And I was super scared of it and I uh, didn't sleep the night before and it was super scary for me. But once I did that, uh, the 10 miles was something that I just decided I'm going to go do and do it. But the eight miles, I wouldn't be able to do that with 10 miles if I didn't do that with the eight miles. But that's what I'm saying. It's still such a mindset. Like you had to go through so much for that one moment for the eight miles to get you to 10 miles. But as soon as you told yourself and knew you could do 10, you just did it. Right. And, and that's just how you talk to yourself. And when I talk about this, you know, show and, and people are listening to it, like I understand I talk about the journey of this, of the mileage on the treadmill, but you have to really think about the story and where I take it and where I take it and put it into life. Because how I, how I do that, you have to translate it into life and understand that life is exactly the same. And that's it. If I just walked one mile and that's all I did, it would be very comfortable for me to do it. And it would take me a really long time. If I was going to walk the 10 miles, it's a slow pace. I'm going to take it, but I'm probably not going to get hurt. Uh, it's going to take me a really long time to get to that 10 miles, but that's the pace that you want to take. But you're going to get there. But you're still going to get there. Some of us walk the 10 miles. Some of us run the, the 10 miles. Some of us sprint. Some of us get, you know, blow out the knee at five miles. Some of them blow out the knee at eight miles, but you have to understand it's all about not quitting and not giving up and getting to the finish line. And that that is where working out has translated, has honestly changed and helped my mindset to understand life. Because, you know, uh, I already said it, but I'm just going to say it again. You don't know where you are in the progress of life and the progress of your dreams. Just because, you know, at mile five, it's very boring in the middle of running to 10 miles. You don't know if you're at mile five. You might be in that area where you're just cruising right now but it's okay there's no bumps in the road you're not in pain it's just easy right now you might be at the point where it's very hard in life okay but you might be at that eight miles and almost at that 10 miles so you know you don't know you cannot look at a treadmill right now in your life and look at what mile you're at or what hour you're at or anything like that so you have no idea what part of the process you are in for your life so the way to get through that is to never give up to keep a good mindset, have a good partner, and have a good uh, team around you to get through it. So you can get through it and you can get to the finish line, you know, and succeed. Right. I feel like fitness, the reason why it feels like it is such a, a, it's just a parallel to your lifestyle and how you live because you feel there's so much discomfort you feel throughout the time of working out or exercising in any capacity. And if you're not feeling a little bit uncomfortable, you aren't really doing your best. But you do know that once you have that moment of discomfort and then you get over it, like you feel accomplished, you feel good, like you've succeeded in something. And then before you know it, you're just really raising the bar for yourself along the whole way. So 
I feel like that's why it feels like such a parallel with how your fitness journey is going and how how people live their life because you are going to feel discomfort and you're going to be very uncomfortable in your life in certain moments, but it ends. It ends and it goes away. And a lot of times there's so much good that comes out of that. And it's always so surprising. Right. Yeah. So I've been learning a lot about myself and I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people are going through these things. Um, and I just, you know, I just, I really feel it's important that we learn about ourselves, and that we talk to ourselves a certain way and we really learn the words that we're saying and we define what we're saying and we look at who we actually are. I saw this other thing uh, the other day and it said when someone asks you, you know, who are you? Most of our of us say our name and our name was given to us by our parents. That doesn't define who we are. That's just our name. So when someone asks you who you are, you should be thinking, who am I? Who who am I? And really be able to, you're not just going to be able to answer that question. That's a definition that you find out who you are over life. And, you know, you always should be wondering, who am I? Who am I? You know, and who am I in this situation? Who am I in a strenuous situation? Who am I in a good situation? You know, when someone asks you who you are, your, it, your name doesn't define you. Who you are defines you. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like when you ask yourself that at different points in your life, it's always... For me, it's always been so different. Who I am at different times, like I've been, I feel like I've got so many different um, who I was. Right, and we, we uh, people meet us at different parts of our life, you know, and that's who they know. That's the version of them that, that they know, and that's the stories that they have. And, and if they talk to somebody who knows you, you know, the new you, they're gonna be very, it's gonna be a different conversation. <laughs> You know what I mean? And For sure. I know that people have crazy, they have met a version of me that was insane. You know what I mean? Like an egotistical, crazy, young lunatic, mm -hmm. you know? And, but that's who I had to be at that time. And it's just who you were, you know? It is what it is. It's just one of your lives. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's who I was. Um, but yeah. This was a great show. Mm -hmm. It was. It was a lot of fun. Thanksgiving is this week, and, you know, there's so much to be thankful for. There's so much to be grateful for, and I'm thankful for everything that I have in my life. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for, you know, the team that we have around us right now. Yes. All of my goals and my visions are coming true. The team that I've always wanted is, is, is gathering around me right now. Um, so there's so much to be thankful for, and... Uh, this Thanksgiving is going to be wonderful, you know, going into the Christmas season. I know. I don't even, it's, it's all coming so quick, but I, I'm, I'm ready for the new year, but I'm also ready to wrap it up and button up everything we need to, to kind of make, say goodbye. Yep. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, and we will talk to you next week. This has been Hustle Hour. I'm Mike. I'm Diane. Thank you, Genesis Radio and Terry. And thank you, D. Have a good night.